seems even more febrile than usual, which means that we're being fed an almost uninterrupted diet of what the psychologists call phobic stimuli. Recently, it was noted that interfering EU mandarins now wish to limit the electrical consumption of British vacuum cleaners. This is probably very nice for our European neighbours, where they have tiled and wooden floors, but not so much here, where we all have carpets, Vacuum cleaners need a much bigger suck factor here, said a spokesman for some obscure trade body or other. There is even a potential health risk, because lower-powered cleaners will not pick up allergy-provoking dust properly. So now the EU wants us to turn into a nation of wheezy asthmatics. And these stories don't just appear in the usual suspect Tory tabloids. The EU recently scored a direct hit on the Achilles heel of one of its staunchest defenders. The Guardian newspaper, house journal of the left-leaning middle classes, when it proposed banning the double dipping of bread in small bowls of olive oil at restaurant tables by requiring said bowls to be replaced by individual bottles topped with tamper-proof nozzles. Infection control, apparently. It's as if the EU deliberately goes out of its way to offend everybody, but particularly the UK. Yet, although these stories are silly, distorted, and usually filed with the kind of malicious intent a child could spot, they set off a Pavlovian response in a certain kind of Brit whose anti-European hostility is hair-trigger sensitive. Nothing provokes apoplexy over the breakfast table like a good old Euro scare, no matter how improbable. In fact, so many and various are these stories The European Commission has collected no fewer than 69 of them on its website, each accompanied by a refutation. Subjects range from the uniform shape of cucumbers to the disposal criteria for worn-out vibrators, the requirement for rock climbers to use scaffolding, and tightrope walkers to wear crash helmets. But we're not just sweating the small stuff here. In addition to cruet and suckage-related issues, it's immigration, over-regulation and sovereignty that are perceived as the meddling Eurocrats' most serious threats to the British way of life, not to mention the spectre of monetary union with the troubled Euro. And it's no great surprise to find xenophobia raising its ugly head at the more hysterical end of the debate. Due to the EU's systematic demolition of our borders, one nationally syndicated columnist thundered recently, no fewer than 29 million Bulgarians and Romanians will be able to settle here next year with rights to claim housing, benefits, education and health care, which unlikely scenario would leave both countries completely uninhabited. And, of course, German hegemony within the EU really riles those for whom the war isn't over, despite the fact that Chancellor Angela Merkel's favourite TV series is a British import, Midsummer Murders. Perhaps she thinks they're documentaries about Middle England. So shrill and emotional has the clamour become, Prime Minister David Cameron has been forced to bow to those he previously branded fruitcakes, loonies and closet racists, and has undertaken to introduce legislation paving the way for an in-out referendum by 2017, following, he says, some tough renegotiating of the UK's terms and conditions of membership. No longer, it seems, is Euroscepticism the exclusive province of swivel-eyed activists deep in the Tory shires. It has now gone mainstream.
to the point where even the metropolitan political elite have had to sit up and take notice of what is being portrayed as a grassroots rebellion. But what is this antipathy based on? Disregarding the yellow press for a moment, is there a reasoned and reasonable explanation reflecting the prevailing economic, social and political climate in this country, or is it naked prejudice, pure and simple? One thing's for sure, the standard of debate on the issue in the UK is, for the most part, lamentable, embarrassing, and even a little scary, considering the seriousness of the subject. And it is serious. For a start, no full member has left the EU before, and when Cameron notes that it is the UK's destiny to be part of Europe, it is clearly not a principle that is universally acknowledged by a majority of the citizens he represents, or even within the ranks of his own party. Commentators, taking the long view, ruefully remind us that the UK has never really known where it stands in the post-colonial world, and can't look in any...